Hello, internet. <laughs> See what I mean? I try to go to the upper right. <laughs> Hello. Hello, internet. This is... This is the, the, the grudge ghost of Zach Sarawick. <laughs> Welcoming you to Say Report Jr., one of your host companions of a podcast you should be listening to for some reason and subscribe to for some reason and downloading every week. God, I don't know why. And I'm joined by my host companion. <laughs> Who can't talk right now? Damn, back. Oh my god! I it, everybody, I only need to almost kill my voice entirely to completely break a Dale. I, you were fine. You were fine. We were talking for like twenty minutes. And then I tried to use radio voice, and I tried to be cool, oh and god. I went into that slightly upper register oh that doesn't god. work for me. I have a very small window where my vocal cords will cooperate right now. Oh, I'm crying. All right. <laughs> well, it was also you coughed before I hit the button. I'm like, uh-oh, Zach's going to be coughing. I'm going to have to save I tried to him. Get it, I tried to get it out while you were still counting so that you wouldn't <laughs> catch it on the mic. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to an episode where I'm going to try and talk for two hours like an idiot. Because, because why not? I, needed, I heard that. I still needed to open it. <laughs> That's it... like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to counter that. There. Oof. Dueling beer cans. Oof. Would you like to share what you're drinking tonight? I'm actually I'm actually drinking a gin and tonic out of my Don't Talk to Me Before I Had My Podcast mug. Beautiful. But because you did that, I had to jump the gun on my beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, now it's going to get gross. <laughs> It's fine. It's Narragansett. It can't get much hey, worse. I'm drinking Narragansett too. Yay! Gross watermelon shandy. Because oh. I still have one from oh, like God. when we played Uno on stream. God. And I thought I watermelon shandy was a good idea. I remember you buying that too. Oh. Oh God, it's so bad. Actually, wait, hold on. No, not bad. Not... It got better with it age. Got better. It got better with age. <laughs> turns out it's an aged beer. <laughs> we have a big day today. We have a we... big episode. Oh, uh, first of like two or three big episodes because it's E3 time, everybody. Boop, boop, boop. It's... <laughs> I, I was just listening back to a year ago when we last did this in the preparation for E3 and the two E3 episodes I where I was. Remember. Yeah, where I was also talking about the fact that it was my birthday. And yeah, guess what? It's my birthday in two days, everybody. <laughs> so E3 is as consistent as my life right now. Yay. We'll see. Next year, my E3 might disappear entirely. We'll never know. It'll just be trailers. <laughs> You'll be like, cool. It already, already is just yeah, trailers. Know, That's all just... anybody's watching for anyway. <clears throat> exactly. It's crazy. But before we get there... I'm sure we've done other stuff before we spent all this time talking about <laughs> games. Mm. Should I start? Is that, is that you trying yes, to that segue to me starting? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to use as few words as possible, okay? Oh, I get that. Okay. So, what have I done in the past week? Uh, I saw some movies, 
And they were fantastic. <laughs> um, I saw Rocket Man on Thursday. Thursday. Um, and it was just incredible. Um, I'm I'm happy to hear that because I know how many people are going to look at that movie and be like, oh, they're just banking on on uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, even though like Rocket Man was probably already in the works before Bohemian Rhapsody even came out. <laughs> and uh, they have very different takes on how they tell their stories. Yes. And honestly, I'm a big Taron Egerton fan. Oh, so. yes. I mean, who isn't? Uh, <laughs> I love Taron Egerton. And I love him even more in this movie because of like the lame history, like nerdy shit from behind the scenes in that he and Elton John met on Kingsman and then in the movie sing, is that the right timeline? I don't know. In the movie sing, yes, sing definitely came out between Kingsman one and two. I know that for sure. Okay. So then in sing, first off, Taron Egerton, as he plays a gorilla, his final song in that movie is I'm Still Standing. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think I realized, like, I definitely, I'm sure I saw it in the credits afterwards and was like, oh, Taron Egerton. Mm. Completely forgot that Taron Egerton was that, the piano-playing gorilla. Yeah, in, yeah he's, he's great. He is a great is an amazing movie, actor. by the yeah. way. Oh. Everybody should go sing at some point. Just check it out. It's, like, I, it looks like Illumination is just like, mm-hmm. oh, they're banking on a bunch of like pop songs and, and cartoony shit for your kids. It's <laughs> so good. It's so Sing good. is such a good movie. I, I love that movie. There was a, When it was on Netflix, it might still be on Netflix. I don't know. When it was on Netflix, it was like a background, a go-to background so, movie for me because I'm like, it's got great songs. It's got a bunch of songs that I love, a bunch of actors and actresses that I love, and like it's just a good, fun story. And um, kind of like a good, nice inspiration story. But, yeah, it's everybody go see Sing. Small tangent, go see Sing if you haven't seen it yet. It's great. Uh, but, yeah, so Tyron Egerton sings I'm Still Standing in, in Sing. And then they meet on um, <clears throat> Kingsman 2, Golden Circle. And then, like, through something, I think they they were like, hey, we have a really good, like, we mesh really well together. Um, Elton John has gone on record saying that, like, Taron Egerton, like, kind of reminds him of himself in, in a lot of ways. And that, and and Elton John was like, I want you to play me as, like, I, in a biopic, you need to play me. You are the only person who, like, I think could handle it and take and, 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 and like, do it justice. And Taron Egerton was like, yeah, okay. Yes, new best friend Ellen John. Yeah, you don't say <laughs> no to that. How, who says no. no to that? And and like there before Rocket Man even came out, like a while before Rocket Man even came out, I was watching like interviews and stuff with Taron Egerton, and he like the like true friendship and love he has for Elton John is 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 amazing. Like, it's, it truly seems like they have been friends, based on these interviews, I don't know them personally, but based on these interviews, it feels like they have been friends for a long time, and they, they at the really very least do, have like, like, know each other. Right, and, and they have like, a chemistry cool. that works. They have a chemistry yes. and, like, a, a like a, at least a, a stage presence <clears throat> that works oh, yeah. together. Yeah. I mean, and, and uh, Ta- I think for Taron Egerton's, like, birthday or whatever, he was talking about it, he, they went to go see one of Elton John's shows, and 
Elton Elton John like called Taron Edgerton up to the stage and was like, "We're gonna do a song together. Let's do it." And it's it, like that's like life made. <laughs> yeah, and that's like a whole other thing about like looking at Rocket Man compared to like Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Is like hmm. Elton John was involved at least as a consultant, or if not a producer of Rocket Man. Yes. Already, because it's like based on his own. I mean, obviously based on his life, but I mean, like, based on his own, like, writings about himself and stuff like that. But then, like, what? I was going to say, so I said that at work, and one of my coworkers was like, yeah, well, Freddie couldn't. And I'm like, yeah, you're not wrong. They're not wrong. But the other thing is that, like, but, I mean, I, I mean, and that's. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is at a detriment to that. It just is like it. It can't help oh, it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. It's not. I'm not like faulting. No, it's Rhapsody just. It was just like funny. <laughs> it, I'm yeah. saying that because it was like a funny yeah. moment. <laughs> but because um, like Brian May, I think had a hand in it. But, oh yeah. But even then, like there's all stories away, about like, Bohemian Rhapsody crazy. is the yeah Bohemian Rhapsody is the movie it is because the mm. other members of Queen kept going. <laughs> Yeah, because like Brian May especially kept trying to make that a very specific type of movie. It's the reason Sasha Baron Cohen was not Freddie Mercury. Yeah, because he wanted to tell a very specific story about Freddie Mercury, and Brian May was like, "No, we're gonna do this instead." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the other one is that Taron Edgerton does all the singing in mm-hmm. Rocket Man, as far as I know. Yes, like he they does. did some voice correction stuff for Rami Malek, which is what it is. I mean that happens just in pop music, let alone in film. But like, there's a there's a definite you get a definite difference yes. out of the oh, person yeah. who's like, there's Taron Edgerton singing, like bringing what he's going to bring to singing Elton John music. And then there's Remy Malik doing a very good Freddie Mercury impression. Mm. And those are two very different things that they bring to the table. Oh yeah. And so, and it takes two different types of performances to do that. Yeah. I just, I, and I think the way that the music was used in rocket man, it, it was just, it was so interesting how they used it, whereas, um, like, I don't want to give too many spoilers or anything, but it's just, the the, the music in, in Bohemian Rhapsody, very, it was, like, kind of, it, it went along with the timeline, right? Um, the music in Rocket Man is more, like, certain songs don't happen the same year that they were written. You get right. what I'm saying? Um, they are more... the the music is like a tool. It's just another additionary tool to like tell this story, and um, like the song. I'm gonna say the song "Honky Cat," which I have never heard before. I never heard. I don't. At least I don't think I heard that song before. It's introduced very early on in the movie and does not show up again until halfway through, maybe. Um, and it is, it is used to emphasize a scene <clears throat> and it's like, that is fucking cool. Right. Because... And as, as someone who hasn't seen it yet, yes. let me, let me put it in the words that like <clears throat> what I got out of the impression of like the trailers and stuff. And you can just kind of confirm it that way mm. is that this seems more like a jukebox musical, yes. a jukebox musical auto, like biographical mm-hmm. play about Elton John using like his music yes versus being like a straightforward like biopic about like here's his life and here's when he wrote this song and that song it's more like what if elton john sat down and wrote a like musical about his life Mm -hmm. using his own his own music to tell the story yeah that that's a that's a really good way to describe it actually 
and it <clears throat> and it really does feel like like while I was sitting there, and it's the the songs are put on in like these you know um, Broadway musical numbers in a way, and it it really does feel like I am watching how Elton John saw stuff and like how Elton John thought of certain scenarios and 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 how he could see himself in a certain scenario and it's like yeah i feel like i have looked inside of elton john's mind and seen what what he had to go through and 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 everything like just everything (laughs) i mean obviously it is a biopic things need to get cut and moved around and and things need to get condensed in order to tell the story but in a way having Ellen John's hand like hand in the in the production of it makes it okay in, in it, some way and it being um, more like a fantastical retelling of yes, that story exactly. it's like you give it way more wiggle room mm-hmm. to be like oh okay so this is like you said it's not about telling you when he wrote the song it's about showing you the thing that inspired the song in the first place yeah so like you don't feel you, yeah, you don't feel like tied to that timeline in the same way that you do with something like Bohemian Rhapsody, where it's like, oh, this is showing you how Queen moved through their career. It's like, yeah, but you changed so much about Freddie Mercury's life, which was so much about the career of Queen, mm-hmm. that it just and, feels awkward when you do that. And and something else that like came up in in Rocketman and like the discussion afterwards with with my mom and and Devin is that like you have Bernie, um, Bernie, right? Yeah, Bernie Topin. Right? Is that? I think that's. That, a, that, is I think that that's Billy how. It, Elliot? Huh? Is that Billy Elliot's character. Sorry, what? I only know that actor is Billy Elliot. Is Billy Elliot? Yeah. So I think it's 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 Bernie, and I think it's pronounced Tobin. But th- this is a, a a person who I I never really knew about, never knew who the writer was of Ellen John's songs. Like, didn't know any of that. I didn't know much about Ellen John going into this movie. I just knew that. I grew up listening to his music and and loving it and being like, yes, this is what I want to listen to if I'm feeling, you know, at like Crocodile Rock is a go to party song for me. <laughs> and like Tiny Dancer is is one where it's like if I'm feeling mellow right now, I want to listen to Tiny Dancer. And it's just, <clears throat> you know, it's these, it's this music that really has <clears throat> been all around for me. So I'm like, yeah, so so of course I'm going to go see it. But then you then you watch the movie and at least for me you realize oh okay so Bernie is the person who is it, it, he is the one who wrote these songs and and something that my mom brought up is that they the two of them as a duo as a team as as these brothers like they really did become a, a family and that is showcased in the movie very well it is they were so in tuned with each other and Bernie was able to write these songs that could, that did tell Elton's story and, and what was going on with him and Bernie as well. But like, they were also very relatable. Like you can listen to the songs and be like, okay, I get where you were coming from here. Similar people have been in this situation. It's, it, it's just cool to see how in tune they were with each other and I'm kind of sad that I never knew that before now, but I'm happy that I know it now. <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah, Rocket Man. I I will go on record saying that it was it was better than Bohemian Rhapsody. There you go. That's <clears throat> that's it. That's that's my 16 minute review. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> give or take. And the other thing about Rocket Man, which I heard, and I'm going to just double check this now so I don't talk out of the whole side of my ass, because <laughs> I'm pretty certain I'm right about this. I believe that Rocket Man is directed by the person that came in and replaced Brian Singer on Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, yes. I yes. believe I heard Devin say that. Yes. So <laughs> yes. so Brian Singer was like 70-ish percent there for yeah. Rocket Man. And, you know, between allegations against him and his own just personal unprofessionalness was like barely showing up. Like he had fights with Rami Malek all the time. And eventually Brian Singer yeah. is fired. Yes. From Bohemian Rhapsody and the guy that like God, I don't know why the IMDb page is so bad about telling me who the heck directed this movie. Dexter Fletcher. Yes. Dexter Fletcher comes in and finishes Bohemian Rhapsody off. Yeah. Which is why he, I'm sure, in large part, is like why Rocket Man exists now. Like, yes, like a project. They were probably like, okay, we like we're gonna give you that marketing that you deserve because you finished this Oscar-winning film for us. So, yeah. um. So yeah, I it, like I appreciate the idea of like letting this guy come in and do his own movie now mm-hmm. after like like basically the being the only reason that Bohemian Rhapsody comes to to theaters in the first place. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I and I wouldn't be surprised if if more biopics like this were co- came out in the I next believe couple of years. I believe they've already announced that someone's mm-hmm. trying to put together a Boy George one. Yeah. Like yeah. it it, <clears throat> it was incredible and it was it was beautifully like conveyed and shown and and filmed like the whole production was just beautiful and yeah it really made you be there like it made you it it transported you to that fantasy and to that life that Ellen John had and yeah I I want to see it again um just to just to watch some of the numbers because there there's also like certain songs are arranged a little bit differently because again, it's like it's like Elton John used his songs to get through these situations and and the and the and the jerks that he had to deal with and and just like his family and everything. So he really it seemed like at least the story that the movie shows is that he uses these songs to get through a lot of hardship, and it's it's just beautiful. It really is. Um. Which kind of brings me to my next movie that I saw, which was Booksmart. Oh, uh, another one I want to see so badly. Zach, I will go see it again a hundred <laughs> times. Because <laughs> it was like, it was like a perfect movie. <clears throat> There's two, like, I'm going to give you two, I'm going to look it up again because I want to make sure I get her name right. But I'm going to give you two reasons why I really want to see Booksmart. I mean, aside from the fact that it just looks very good. Mm. Um, and that is one. It's Olivia Wilde's directorial debut. Yes. Debut, and I love Olivia Wilde. I love some of the, the. She has such a weird, strange career. I find it so strange that she's married to Jason Sudeikis. It's so. Wait, it's you just wait. fell. Yep. No, I just stepped on my headset. Um, yeah, her husband is Jason Sudeikis. I didn't know that. Yeah, they've been together for a while. Um, really? And yeah. Wow. Um, and um, awesome. I, it, like like odd pairing. This is like obviously dopey, dude. Anyway, um, but I've liked Olivia Wilde for a, a long time, especially like when she was on House. It was really interesting. And then um, she did like a really bad, such a bad horror movie called like The Lazarus Project or something. Oh yeah, I wanted. I kind of wanted oh, to see that. Oh, it's 
it's so bad and I, it? like it's so fun to watch because it's just oh it's bad that one did <laughs> interest me i did want to see that um but the other one is uh one of the lead girls her name is alec wait uh caitlin dever who plays um oh amy. caitlin dever who plays amy yep she is one. She's on Last Man Standing, yes, which is. is a, but more importantly, she's in season two of Justified with Timothy Oliphant, is and when she? she's like ten years old, she is Loretta, the little girl who's like dad. Like, wow. she's like working with like the weed dealers. She does such a great <laughs> performance as like an eleven-year-old. She in, in season two of Justified that I will watch anything with her in it. Oh my god! Except she... Last Man Standing, but except that's just <laughs> okay. So when so when we but, first. Like, when, we when first... I realized she was in this movie, I was like, oh, I need to go see this movie now. Yes. Oh, and she's incredible. She's fantastic. And and I would expect nothing less Oh, from by her. the way, she's also in Short Turn 12. Yes, I she is. Totally I, I, was, I was just going to pull that out <laughs> because... Hello, Thank you for that. <laughs> I was just going to pull that out of my pocket because... I... So, yes. So, Last Man Standing, we used to watch that show, um, and she was my favorite part of it. I'm like, she... Th- th- like, this... Cause she was she was like a kid on it. I'm like this kid is badass. She's a great actress. Like like she like everything about she's like physically she can be physically com um comedical. I can't talk right now. She can do physical comedy. She is dry and like she the way she like fantastic. And then I saw her in short term twelve. And her performance in that, I was like oh my god. You have such a range that I hope people recognize and I hope that you can go far because you you deserve to. And you're you're like you deserve to be in these movies with these deep characters and funny characters and you deserve to have this moment. And then I saw her in 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 this and I'm like thank you Thank you. Yeah. Because <clears throat> incredible. She really is. Yeah, absolutely. Like, she in um in season twelve and season two of, of Justified, she bays she plays what essentially becomes like a surrogate daughter mm. to Timothy Oliphant for the oh, season. Okay. And like plays this like it, it plays so perfectly to this idea of like this young girl who is stuck between like her father was a deadbeat and she they like they're all stuck in these like weed dealers in the back you know, in the backwoods of Kentucky and like Raylan Givens comes in and it's like, oh, uh, and like, you've got like Timothy Oliphant coming in, swaggering in like Timothy Oliphant does. And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to help this 11 year old child. And she just like gives him so much shit back in like the best way. Like the chemistry between the two of them is amazing. Yeah. I just, I, I love her so much. And, and also Beanie, um, Beanie Feldstein, I believe is how you Yes. You're on the IMDb, IMDb page, right? Oh, I, uh, I was, but hold on. Let me it's, go I, back. I, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's, it's... I'm almost positive Beanie Feldstein. Like, I just followed her. I was reading an article about her today, and... Yes, the, Beanie Feldstein. She, um... This is Dale and Zach time... surf the internet. For the, <laughs> <laughs> the first time I ever saw her was um, Neighbors 2 Sorority Rising. Ha. And hilarious. I was like, okay, you're probably going to go far too. And then she was in Lady Bird. And she's fantastic in Lady Bird. And she doesn't get much of the spotlight 
But when she is oh my there. God. Sorry, I'm on her IMDb page now, and she's on the TV series of What We Do in the yes, Shadows. Yes, she is. I need to go watch that I was just going to say that. She, and, and she's great in that. And, and I'm like, okay, I am so excited to see her in this movie. And again, she just, the, them as a duo, her and Caitlin Dever are, are a fantastic duo. And like, I kind of want them to be a duo all the time. Like, I want them to be friends. They clearly are probably friends in real life too, because their chemistry on screen feels so much more than just two characters. The coolest thing about Booksmart, and this kind of happened, at this also was in the article I was reading today about how it's it's um, going to, it, it's like the first step to revolutionary, revolutionize like queer teens in, in movies because a lot of what this movie is, and a lot of, and Olivia Wilde talks about this too, is that, it's not she she goes on to talk about how and and a bunch of the writers and everything and some of the and some of the actors and they're like you know we've seen the coming out story we've seen that story done over and over and over again and it's it's all the struggle and all of that we kind of just want to see <clears throat> teens being teens right kids and them fun being and then just happen yeah, to be yeah just exactly. happen to be gay or or trans or anything like that like any kids are just kids like we just want to see teens being teens and having fun on their gra- on their day before graduation and it does that perfectly <laughs> it it it's never like an issue no one ever makes a joke about there's at least um three gay teenagers in this in this movie and no jokes are made nothing pointing fun or making fun of them and there could have been times where like a kid from the back of the classroom could have yelled a joke and it was just like no the, the type it's... of thing that it gets inserted by it sometimes is like well you got to keep it real yes. and in reality people yeah. get made fun of for this sometimes so you've got to put the joke and exactly. the joker in the background <laughs> exactly but no yeah. it, it really <clears throat> is it's it does the argument that i have had for a while of that Things in this world are normal, and and media needs to show that things are normal in this world. And sometimes it's not and even about whether or not things are normal in reality. Sometimes it helps to just show these show. things like they are normal, exactly. and then everybody normalizes them. That's how normalizing happens, is at some point you just stop pointing it out and be like, no, this is just how people exist sometimes. Exactly. It, yeah, it, it truly is. And that is why it's it's it's... Like, I, I will call it a perfect movie because it has comedy. It has the hardest, the heartiest of hearts. Um, <laughs> it, it really does have this, you know, it, it hits a lot of notes and levels. And it, and it really does feel like these are real kids. Like, it does not feel like I am watching an actor and portray a character. It is truly... These people showed up on a set and we made a movie (laughs) and, you know, it's and that was kind of she she talks about that or someone talks about that in the article of that is that, yeah, these are these are teenagers and they're acting like teenagers, how they're going to act. They're going to have those scenes where they get to get their anger out and they get to get their all of their feelings out. But like 
it's very much a story of just we get to let loose. We're graduating tomorrow and we get to let loose. And... I'm also going to jump in before we move on to the next thing. That's fine. It's speaking of Short Turn 12, before I forget, the director of Short Turn 12 mm-hmm. is also the one who was just tapped to direct Shang-Chi for Marvel. Really? Which is the like, which is the, the, the like Asian American. Yes. Like the better than Iron Fist because this was actually like for and written by Asian Americans. Yeah. So like so Daniel uh, Destin, what's his name? Destin Daniel Cretton, who directed Short Turn Twelve, is the one who was tapped to direct the Shang Chi film for MCU and whatever phase that that comes. It's probably fairly soon. It's one of the few like yeah. confirmed new Marvel movies coming out that's not a sequel. So. We get to look forward to that too, like the fact because he also worked, obviously worked with Brie Larson, and uh, and so like I just am excited that directors that you know and like for someone that's something that you've mentioned a number of times now, yeah. Just so you know, that's coming for you. Yeah, that's exciting. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's very exciting. Um, thank you. Oh, now I'm even. I'm super happy. <laughs> um, I do want to go back for a second, and I and I yeah. know that I said that. Um, <laughs> that I said that Booksmart is a perfect movie. There are things out there that yes, it's not a perfect movie, and all of that. It is a perfect story. Um, that is what I mean <laughs> right. when I say that. If you get what I'm saying. Because oh, yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, to bring up the the negatives that will get brought up about it and have already gotten brought up about it. And I have seen on, on Twitter, someone shared like an article about it and they were like, yeah, it's cool. Like, this is great. It's, it's, it's showing stuff. It's being a trailblazer, all that good stuff. But like, it'd be cool if we saw, you know, people of color in these, in these um, yep. positions too. And it's not just white girls and not just white dudes. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and so so I do want to just say it is a perfect story. And it really and I it like gives you hope that, hey, we are moving we are finally getting people in the industry who are realizing things need to change and, and representation needs to change. And any baby steps, any steps towards it are good. And it's, it's, this one is a huge one. And I, and that article that I was reading, I haven't finished the article, but the article I was reading today, like I cried while I was reading it because the, the Olivia Wilde being like, you know, we're just going to tell a story. And the fact that Amy is gay is not, it's, it's part of the story. It's not the story. And, at the, like on the, the most panel, it, most it's going to do is inform the person she has a crush on. It's not yes, going to be like exactly a sad part of the story yeah. that she's yeah yeah. And <clears throat> and it's that what like kind of made me cry and choke up a bit was uh, Beanie Feldstein. This was at a film festival. This panel and 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 part of this discussion. And someone a um someone walks up to the. Mike and was like how did you do it how did how were you able to convey this like I am gay and I feel like you were able to tell my story in just this beautiful way how did you do it and Olivia Wilde went on to say these are just kids 
live in their lives and and it and it is and beanie feldstein was like yeah and 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 she came out to the world like on that public stage right then and there and she was like if i had seen this movie like a year or two earlier or like a while ago i would have felt like i could speak up and now i can and it was just like this beautiful thing that i got to read and cry about at work because i'm like yeah you're not you're not wrong these movies should have been existing this whole time and people should be able to feel like they can be themselves and not get judged for it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and as we said before, that includes all of the people who still have not been represented properly. We always look forward to those stories. Yes. And it sucks, <laughs> it sucks that there aren't more of those. And so, like, we'll always be supportive of, of like, those stories coming out, too. Exactly. Um, and then speaking of, like, crying and being excited at work. Did you have any other movies to talk about before we no. move on to the big news of the day? No. Speaking of things that happened while we were at work today. <laughs> I don't know special, what you're talking about. Very special video hit the internet this morning. That sounds bad. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were gifted. We're going to rewind some, for a second. We were gifted some more news. About, about Ghostbusters. Gay, yes, that too. <laughs> God damn it, you derailed me so heartily. So heartily? <laughs> so heartily. I have been drawn and quartered. I don't know. Medieval speak. Anyway. <laughs> I really need my voice back. Um, so Pokemon Sword and Shield. <laughs> yes, I mean, I mean, yes, they're re-releasing the Ghostbusters game in HD <laughs> for some reason. Um, I mean, hold on. People like it. People like it. Dale very much likes it. I'm happy for the people that are getting it. I have a very hard time right now looking at anything Ghostbusters related without being a cynical old man about because Ghostbusters. Of the, because of, of the... Ghostbusters 2016 yes. and everything. Yes. Like, there's no part of me that looks at this game being re-released as not coinciding with the we're going to make a Ghostbusters 3 for the fans bullshit that also came out. I, I can appreciate you know what? that. But you know what? If people are happy, to, I never played it. If this is an opportunity for me and Dale and Devin and Sejin to play Ghostbusters the video game together, Zach. sure. Zach. I got dibs on Ernie Hudson. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I watched the man in both Miss Congeniality and Miss Congeniality 2 while I was at work today. So Zach. I got dibs on Ernie Hudson. Can I, like, break some news to you? What? You, you don't play as the other Ghostbusters. And what's the point, Dale? <laughs> what's even the fucking point? You, you get to play with them. You're a new recruit. So why is the why why is the multiplayer not just four people get together and play as oh, the ghost? I mean that's well, yeah, that's the multiplayer. Well, that's what I'm saying. When okay. we play together, I got divs on Ernie Hudson. Fine, I I'm Egon. I will always be Egon. Seijin's very much a Dan Aykroyd to me. <laughs> Mostly because Devin's a Bill Murray. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, that is how our team breaks down. I want everybody on the internet to know that is exactly how our team breaks down. I'm the guy that walks in confused at the last minute. And you're like, yeah, that's a big Twinkie. <laughs> Tell him about the Twinkie. <laughs> 
a Pokemon sword and shield. <laughs> we got so much news right. about Pokemon it's sword right. and shield today. It's alright. I mean, there's nothing to write home about. Stop playing coy. I'm so excited about this I am, game. Zach, I am stupid excited. I know you are. I... Stop faking it. I'm so excited about this game. Oh my oh, god. Yes. Like Godzilla <laughs> animals. We prepared for this direct by put by fighting Pokemon yesterday. Oh yeah, I forgot. We got to, oh you forgot you forgot because is it because I kicked oh so much ass in that um Zach I you think if we score, I think if I think if I remember we, winning I, a bunch I don't remember the losing parts so much that part's foggy. Well, that's cool because I think if we re-roll time and, and <laughs> rewind the clock, we will show that I won the most matches. Uh, no one was recording. Devin so. was with his smart brain. We'll go to him. And of course we will. <laughs> I, can't, I can't fight with that, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, Devin's kind of the reason why I wrote a character in a script who could remember a license plate number and then got criticized because nobody could do that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but... We um we yeah. jumped into the very convoluted Pokemon Let's Go like play with your friends battling, which after like thirty minutes we finally got into a fight, in like two or in three the matches. Game, like Zach and I didn't fight. No no no. Um, although did. it would be really funny if we were just throwing Pokemon at each other. Um, but like it took forever to get into it, and then. We finally did it, and I won a couple of times, and then you started to learn, like a dangerous AI. Yes, I And then did. I lost a bunch. Yes, I did. That's... Mostly because I started throwing things out, like a, entire teams of Alolan Pokemon. Although somebody threw a bunch of Diglett at me for some reason. That was like, here, you can win. Uh -huh. I, I, I did that match where I use basically only legendaries. Here's a team of Diglett. Have fun. God. <laughs> My my Snow White Diglett, by the way. They are my yes. dwarfs. Yes. They are Happy, my... Stop. Sleepy. Grumpy. The, the only one that wasn't there was Grumpy. Was Grumpy not in there? Grumpy no. was not in there. And he sh I think he should have been. I think he would have I think he would have turned he the tide been the of one. that. He would have been the one to turn around and defeat all of my yeah. other Pokemon that definitely survived that entire match. Uh, Yeah, I think you took me out with like one Pokemon. Yeah, because that was the same time where it's like, screw it, I'm using my Alolan Ninetales on you, and it just happened to all be Diglett. That was Listen, Frosty, my boy, my boy <clears throat> Frosty, but he got me through a lot of stuff. Yes. If we're lucky, because they're made by different teams, uh, I would think that Pokemon Sword and Shield will have some better um, interplay, the way that like Sun and Moon is a lot easier to get into. Yeah. yeah. Then we can just fight Waloo over and over and over again. Just oh, yeah. entire entire herds of sheep that we're gonna throw at each other back and forth Woo like Woo goobers. Because oh my they God. showed off three and a half new Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> Actually they showed off five and a half because yeah. they did the two legendaries. Five and a half new Pokemon because one of them was an evolution, evolution. of another. 
Which, yeah. when I looked at the page, did, I did not put that together. I was just like, oh, cool, two new grass types. Yeah, no, it's just one was the, that was their big show, was yeah. we're going to show you the flowering Pokemon as it evolves into this Kingdom Hearts bad guy that you fought in the, <laughs> in the Tangled, uh, world. In Tangled world. Yep, yeah, that's all I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we got there together, Zach. <laughs> so... So it looks good. Like I, I love, I love the idea of what they're doing. It looks like it's going to be fairly, like, strangely kind of half open world, yeah. where it's like between towns is this big thing that they call the wild area. That's going to have this like, I don't know if the wild area is going to be mixed. It's it's strange because they didn't give a bunch of detail, right? So they <laughs> yeah. show like a quick shot of you're going through the tall grass and hit a random Pokemon, mm-hmm. but then they also show this wild area, and in the wild area, it's like Pokemon Let's, let's go. go out there, yeah. where all of these wild Pokemon are visibly walking around you Mm -hmm. and so i wonder if it's like in certain areas when you're not in the quote-unquote wild area it's like a basic pokemon rpg with like wild with like tall grass wild random encounters and then it's just the wild area itself which is the kind of space between the towns yeah they're like and that's where you can also do the big raid battles yes you can you can the gigantic pokemon So I'm saying Godzilla Pokemon. <laughs> the kaiju Pokemon that will come at you. Oh my god, I cannot believe that they've made this mechanic. It they were like, we sense, don't know what to though. do. We've no, got mega evolutions. It makes a hundred... We've got group battles. You know what we haven't done yet? We haven't done just fucking big. What if we just did big Pokemon? What if that Rattata was like eight stories tall? It makes so much sense somehow I'm they didn't that before mega evolution no because you know what zach that would have been the shark they can't you can't do giant pokemon and then mega evolution that's like where my giant pokemon at where i don't why want is this. my why is my why mega is this... evolution only 10 feet tall yeah. i want it to be 30 why... feet tall exactly exactly why can't i have mega dynamics whatever Dynamax? Dynamax. Dynamax. The best, like, fake word they could come up with. (laughs) So, before, so I, I watched the direct later in the day, and so I was basically just seeing, like, remnants of it on the internet. Nothing is, nothing is, this is why I ended up paying for, like, HBO Go for, like, a week so that I could actually watch Game of Thrones, oh. because nothing is worse than watching the rest of the world react to something and having no fucking context for it. Well, like, here's the thing. Twitter confessions, Dale Decker, hashtag 2019. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that. Anyways, I liked a bunch of stuff today related to Pokemon just so I could go back and read about it. And I never will go back and read about it. Because you'll never go back and look at your own likes? Nope. Unless, like, I need to prove a point about something. But I won't. (laughs) The only time I'm ever going to look at my likes is if someone tells me I liked something that was problematic, and I have to go back to see if I hit the button by accident. (laughs) Can I tell you something? That's the only time. Can I tell you something, now that you've brought that up? God, yes. Biggest fear in my life. Uh, Sometimes you're scrolling through and you hit that button by accident. Yeah. And you go back and you try to fix it, but you don't know if someone screenshotted that shit in the like 30 seconds between. You don't know. No, that's my biggest fear in life. That's why I'll never get verified on Twitter because people do that to verify people (laughs) like fucking left and right. (laughs) My other biggest fear is that like I'll like, I will actually like something 
and like not know anything about the person who is posting yep. it. And oh, then yeah. like so, oh, yeah. so I've gotten into the habit of like before I like something, I will go to the profile and if I don't see anything immediately like cringeworthy, I'll be like, All right, I'll like your post. Dale, you're better than me because I just do it and then like it's 20 minutes later before I go, hmm, I wonder if that person was bad. Now I guess I'll find out when someone yells at me and there's, I keep going. There, I'm going to be honest, though. There's a part of me that's like, well, if Zach doesn't say they're bad. <laughs> I mean, if, I do have like. You're, you're so on the Internet. You are it, yeah, so on the true. Internet. I mean, that's a bad thing, but it's true. So, I do have like six verified people following me for some you, reason. It's you, weird every time because one of them likes a lot of my posts. And I'm like, who are you and why are you doing this? Is that the singer? No. Oh. I think I don't know who they are. I just know they have a blue check mark next to their name. And every now and then they like some shit I put oh up. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I don't know what it is. But, yeah. So, so I kept seeing all this Twitter stuff and I'm like, what the hell? is happening what is it what is pokemon what is now? this what, what is, is this tiny on? little sheep that keeps rolling by on me let me tell you something <laughs> <laughs> i will i i said this on discord i don't care about repeating it i will have a wulu on my team i and they will be named dolly God, I hope that that is the Pokedex entry, and I hope the Pokedex entry ends with, if it gets scared, it, it rolls, rolls away, away from the situation, just nopes the fuck out of there. <laughs> just, what is it, what is it on, on Peace and Firm? Is it Peace? And then they fucking bounce off yeah, the screen. It's, uh, yeah, it's, Candace is out, Peace! Yep, and then she that's throws it. up yep. the out, peace I just, I just picture Wooloo going, out, Peace, roll, 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 Wooloo roll. Wooloo is oh. out, Peace! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just oh, name it Candace. Yeah. There <laughs> oh you go. Oh my god. I want a Wooloo so bad. I might. I, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that I hate about Pokemon reveals, though. All right, so we get all of these. We get we get the same three starters. We've known about them. Okay. Do not get any of the <coughs> evolutions. That's fine. And it's still gonna be rookie all the way, my little drummer boy, Your my little... my Donkey Konga over here, just playing with his bongo drums. Oh God, with his third arm, that oh, was a man. mistake. That was a mistake. I love, I love just like mid animation frames that anyway. the company sends out as marketing. <laughs> This is movement. It looks like <laughs> movement. No, it looks like he's got three fucking arms. Yes. What are you doing? I did read on one of the things that the the stick has magic powers. So of course like, it does. Maybe. Oh, of fucking course it does. <sighs> um. Anyways, yeah. So the thing that is that scares me whenever these things, whenever these announcements come out, and we get a glimpse of the new Pokemon, is what their evolutions are gonna look like. I mean, because sometimes you start with a kitten and you end with a. You know, a nightmare fuel. You end with a luchador, the best luchador ever. Your bro, your dude, your man, right here coming in. Oh my god! <laughs> or nightmare fuel, as I will always refer to it. Uh, and then sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes you get whatever the Popplio's last one was called. Don't you dare! Primarina. Primarina. Thank you. Don't you? Dare bad mouth Primarina. No, I'm saying sometimes you get that. You oh, you're know. saying that's a good thing. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> I agree with you. Sometimes you get Blastoise. Sometimes you get Venusaur. You, you fucking know. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt. 
You I knew that one hurt. which one was the good one. Zach, we all um, knew which one you were referring sometimes to. Sometimes you get Casey Jones. Sometimes you get Daniel. I don't know what to tell you. Well, what about Mead? <laughs> you don't understand Mead's name. It's okay. And sometimes okay. you get Gex. No, I do. Meadow. I got it. <laughs> oh, okay. It was, it was Devin that didn't get it. Oh, I don't remember. So much happened last night. <laughs> I know, you lost a lot. In the world of Pokemon. So... Wow. <laughs> Anyways, Pokemon Sword and Suit, Suit, Suit. Oh, also, okay, sword. so let's talk about those legendaries. Sword and Shield. Let's talk about Fuck. Sword Boy and Big Bearded Shield Boy. All right. It's <laughs> <laughs> the two weirdest looking they... different legendary Pokemon they have ever put out. And that's they going really from are. Sun and Moon, where they had a lion and a bat. Hey. Two literal different characters. <laughs> I love different them. Different animals. Literal different genus on the tree. And yet, I am still more weirded out by the dog that carries a sword and the dog that has a giant beard shield. <laughs> <laughs> he just has a lot of, oh, what He's is it? So beard much wax. Hurt. He's, He's got, got so, so much. I know. So much beard I, wax. I use, I use beard oil because oh. I'm a hipster and it smells like it smells like cedar anyway so i'll be going with the shield boy yeah. I'm oh i'm definitely going with the sword i've always been going with sword and now it's been confirmed like just like i just love i just love that they were like here's all of our stuff of like in-game footage and it all looks so cartoony and nice yep. it's like oh by the way the legendary we've put so much of our budget into the realistic like the realistic trees and the grass you know oh here's a big old dog that comes in with this big old bushy beard this big old bushy beard and then all of a sudden another dog comes in with a fucking sword in its mouth (laughs) oh god i love the picture that i shared with you guys that i love the picture of people being like new legendaries of pokemon and it's that fluff ball of a dog with a sword in its mouth and then a chihuahua with its head through a fucking screen door (laughs) (laughs) oh the internet can be great sometimes (laughs) but the better one there's like a there's like a i must have been a vine back when vine was a thing of like Someone was like, oh, because oh, the, the names, the names of these new legendary are ridiculous as yeah. well because they don't make any friggin' sense to me. Maybe they no. do it in, in Japanese, yeah, but no. they don't when they were translated. Um, but someone had shared a like Zycam, the other about... one's like Zulu phone. Yeah, one of them is definitely a medicine that we sell. <laughs> Zacian and Zamazenta. Yeah, yeah. What? So Zacian is the one that's got the, the stick in its the mouth. Sword. And someone, the and sword. someone sword stick uh they took that they took that stick off a knife tree i don't want to tell you and um there's this vine and it's like a pool party in a backyard or something and it just starts out it's like a bunch of people at a cookout it's all great this little child comes running out screaming all excited like a six-year-old like just screaming at the top of its lung like six-year-olds do and you hear the woman with the camera in her hand go hey what do you have in your hand and the kid goes i found a knife and all of a sudden, everybody just starts screaming to go chase <laughs> What oh. do you have in your hand? I found a knife. Oh, my God. Oh. Get it away. Get it away. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's incredible. I know. It's so That's good. Incredible. It's so good. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, no, this this game looks insane. Like, oh, and let's talk about those people. Let's talk about the people in this area. Oh, oh you mean God. Leon? Because that's the well, only we'll one I need to, to talk about. We'll get to Leon. So first off, <laughs> and hop. First off, prof- yeah, we'll get to him too. Um, <laughs> Professor Magnolia. How many? How often do we get female professors? Is this I, like the second? I think this is or the, the first. Second. I think this is. We've had one before, right? Yes. I yeah. don't know her. Like, I never, like I said, I've never played any of the games before X and Y, really. Um, and, but she, I think she was the. Chris. No. Heart. Uh, gold and silver? No. Black and white? Might have been black and white. I don't know. Uh, there definitely see. was one. Uh, Ellen Birch, Rowan, Aria, Juniper. Juniper. That's... Yes. Yes. There we go. For yeah. black and white. Yes. yes. It is black and white. Okay. Yeah. So this is our second <laughs> female professor, and she's. Adorable. And then her also her assistant. Oh yeah. I oh. Don't remember her. I name, don't remember her name at just, all. Um, Sonia. A? Is it Sonia? Is it, is... Yeah, I think it was Sonia. Anyway. Yes, but that so th- so that's cool. Like I like that. Like sure, cool. Yes. Female professor, awesome. And then <clears throat> there's Hop, Hop, your rival, who? who looks very gives me very big. Um, oh, what's his name from Sun and how? Moon? How? How? Gives you very like his energy of like I'm excited to be yes, here. I'm yes. gonna lose every time, but I'm just happy to be in the room. I'm so excited. And I for think he's the younger brother of Leon. Yes, right? He is. They said his older brother is yeah. Um I'm a big fan of Milo myself, the oh, ginger yes. grass Pokemon. Like the very much like I'm just your big Irish mm-hmm. footballer. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> like your yeah. grass gym I love him. And also I'm animated differently from Everybody, Everybody else. He doesn't have a nose. Design, his entire doesn't... design is like, what if we took one of the Sun and Moon anime characters and stuck it into the original yes! anime? Yes! <laughs> he, like, I watched it and I was like, do you not have a, where's his, where's his nose? Just How freckles. do you breathe, my love? It's nothing but freckles up there. Oh, my God. And they're adorable. And, and they're they... around his green oh eyes. Oh, my God. And he's got his big old Pokemon to attack you. So... Ugh. They're too good at animating. People. I hope every gym is a fucking soccer pitch. Every, Me too. Every single oh. gym is a soccer arena. Uh, and then there's Leon. Leon. Oh, Leon with Leon. Your, your mutton chops that don't quite make it to a beard, but they get so close. But they get so close and they you're beautiful. They get so close and I'm so mad that God. they don't touch. And also, what is that outfit you're wearing under your cape? Don't. He's wearing fine. a big old cape, he's cool. and then it's like an Under Armour shirt, and then shorts, and then like Under Armour leggings, and everything has a different symbol on it. He's and an cape he's has an different endorse- kid. His his cape has different endorsement sing- like signals on it, like he's a freaking like race car driver. <laughs> he's esports. He is the face of the the Pokemon Battle esports. Oh League. God, he is the Poke Sports He's League the champion. Poke Sports. Can't even talk. <laughs> I broke Dale, everybody. I love Leon. I hate that I love Leon, but I love oh Leon. Oh God. His beautiful purple, dark hair, and his stupid hat. Someone, I'll take Milo. And you know it's really great. Someone put up a picture of Milo and said he looks like he belongs in Dream Daddy, and I couldn't oh, stop. Oh, that's what laughing. I thought too. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> 
like, oh my god, it's no the dad from Dream no Daddy. Like, Milo looks like he was designed by the Dream Daddy team. <laughs> I literally, that literally went through my head, and I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, on the flip side, you got Leon kind of looking like Matt. Like, he got that cool uh -oh. hipster vibe. <laughs> that cool lame hipster vibe. Odd. Matt looks like he walked off of, like, a freaking Tumblr fan page. Leon, if we're if we're doing this, because we are, <laughs> fuck it. He is like a mixture of that that mean dude, <laughs> the biker guy at the bar. If the Pokemon, if the Pokemon adults were Dream Daddy characters, hold on, let's figure this out. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the is... professor, the professor's assistant would be Amanda, your daughter. She seems cool. Seems chill. Um, uh, <laughs> Oh no! Oh, I don't know. We're just so excited for the next two oh, weeks because the next two weeks are exhausting. Oh God, it's fantastic! I'm so excited. But yeah, we just so... can't wait till November. We got the November date, and we're just like, we can't wait that long. We got we got the November date of November fifteenth. Guess what else we got on November fifteenth? Oh, you said this, and I can't remember. Da bongo, Zach. That's wait, da bongos. Oh right, Jumanji da the bongos. video games. Or Jumanji the movie. The we don't video know yet. Game. It's At the least video the video game. game. <laughs> yeah, June, uh, November fifteenth. I'm stupid excited. I think we're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap some PlayStation stuff into our E3 thing. They might try to get away from E3, but I refuse to let Sony get away from E3 this next like two weeks of this episode <laughs> of this show. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It needs it's to not. happen. It's just you can't. You really you can't, can't talk about one without the other. Trailers. You can't drop 18 trailers a week before E3 and pretend you're not part of it. No. That same goes for Google Stadia or whatever the fuck, where they're doing Jesus. their own like Nintendo Direct style video tomorrow. My God, really? Two days before EA starts Jesus. 18 hours of live streaming. Oh no, you don't get to do that, Google. Oh God. <laughs> That's insane. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. Oh my God. This is actually a good way to transition into, like, we're all excited for Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon great. the biggest thing I, I want to say about Pokemon Sword and Shield, everything that we got today just made me more excited, and it's everything that I've kind of want, that, like, I, I'm stealing this from Devin. It's everything I would want from a Pokemon game. They, like, they are it's, taking, it's they everything are very, I want. They are very clearly taking, suggest like, they've always been kind of good about this, mm -hmm. but they are very clearly taking suggestions mm -hmm. of, like, oh, it needs to be a little bit more open world, and especially if you're going to transition from a handheld console to just a Switch exclusive, it needs to be bigger than any Pokemon game has yes. been. And, like, you know, they have included this whole, like, Pokemon Home thing they've talked about recently, where it's like, what if we took that Pokemon Bank idea and just gave you everything in one central area and you can transfer all of that shit into Sword and Shield when it comes out. Yep. And yeah. like they they are they they the Pokemon company because it's so great because the Pokemon company and Game Freak and Niantic, however many companies make the Pokemon games, they just publish with Nintendo. Nintendo has nothing to do with the actual development of these games. And so they have shown in 30 years of video game making their willingness to be like, we are going to try something weird this time. Yeah. Just go with it. Yeah. And so like they clearly took this jump from home, from like handheld console to like full home console and went, we need to make sure if this is going to be on people's 40 inch TVs in their living room, it that it is good. right. It is yeah. worth it is worth that. Let's put giant fucking Raichu on your screen. 
I can't wait to see, like, cause so so what it, it brings up questions of like, can every Pokemon Diginex or Digivex, Digimax, IMAX? It sounds like it. It sounds like what's going to happen is you're going to get like, kind of like the Z ring, yeah, from Sun and Moon. That was like, if you have the right type and you're wearing the right crystal, everybody can do it. It yeah. kind of sounds like you're going to get handed an item, which means that you get to Dynamax once a fight no matter what yeah well what they said was there are specific areas where dynamax can happen yeah and it's so in the wild is, area it seems right, like it's so really every, in the wild area right like every gym is built on a quote-unquote special dynamax area yeah. and then in the wild area you're going to hit like different areas where that might happen and it kind of sounds like any pokemon can do it but you can do it literally once any fight and after like three turns it's gone and that's it you've hmm. used it yeah and then there's like the special Dynamax raids where you get to go in with like four people. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle that yeah. compared to like how MMOs handle that kind of thing and how like Nintendo has handled multiplayer poorly before. Yeah. <laughs> All of that. I just, the, the biggest thing out of that that I hope <laughs> is that because so there was a like the little disclaimer, not disclaimers, but the little like extra information at the bottom of the screen where it's like if you're doing local, everybody needs a system. Everybody needs a copy of the game. Okay, kind of makes yeah. sense. Cool, whatever. And that's their like weird online, like Nintendo's like online prioritizing yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, like that's what's happening so, with Super Mario Maker Two. Is like, if you don't have Nintendo Online, you can still download things mm -hmm. and play the, the single player story they've created. But you can't create levels that you can then upload later. You can create all the levels you want, but they'll never leave your Switch until you pay them to upload it. To get them up there. And so like that kind of sounds like the. <laughs> of thing that's going to happen here is like you can play pokemon sword and shield but you'll never be able to do those like raids without paying yeah. for online yeah um which like it's cool that you it doesn't it's it's good that it doesn't seem like you have to do raids in order to play the game like at least no, they are going to separate it it seems yeah but I would say there's like certain Pokemon maybe that will only ever be available as like the yes. large Dynamax yeah. fights. Yeah. But other than that, like you're still going to be able to play through the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the thing with that, like the ones that they showed us, um, I've got a Gyarados that I can bring over if I want. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> if their trading system matches or excel exceeds whatever created for sun and moon mm -hmm. i got so much for sun and for like oh yeah having pokemon sun i got almost every exclusive from sun from moon include and all of the other starters from like trading mm -hmm. so as long as that trading system is what it is with with sun and moon or better i have no problem with whatever they do with anything else later because yeah. i can always trade for shit i need yeah. exactly. i can always trade for shit i yeah. need and i yeah. i kind of hope that I mean, the let's go, how we were able to, um, how we had to play together last night where we had to enter our little codes and, and whatnot. Yeah. I hope there's something like that because I would like to be able to play online with the people who I want to play online with right. and not like, just I, strangers. Right. And because... ideally, like, the idea would be that you just, you see your friends who are online, you yes. connect with them. Nintendo and Pokemon Company. That's how wink, it's wink. done. Like that's how you do. But it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some sort of coordination. Well, especially, especially since they go to the length to say coordination with your team is going to be how you do get through this. Right. Because only one Pokemon in that big raid battle can gets to Dynamax. Right. Gets to Dynamax, <laughs> and you need to coordinate 
and choose which Pokemon it's going to be. So one would hope that they're going to be like, we're going to throw you a bone and let you choose your team. <laughs> yeah, they have but... to, they'll, they'll figure out. I have, like, like to reiterate a little bit, I have more faith in the people making a Pokemon game to figure that out than oh. I do Nintendo. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, no. I will agree with you on that. A hundred percent. So, yeah. So, that's Pokemon Sword and Shield. We're excited for that. Yes. We are also in the lead-up to E3. As of t- day of recording, we are... By the way, I didn't say this at the beginning of the episode. This is a very classic Say Report Junior. We're recording on a Wednesday night, and we're I talking know. about E3. We- <laughs> it's crazy. like a throwback, man. It's crazy. Um, so... Without taking up like a whole other hour of your nights, because I'm sure we'll wrap a bunch of stuff into our E3 talk oh, the yeah. next like week or two, yeah. which off mic, Dale and I really need to figure out that schedule. <laughs> um, I am excited and also like weird about E3 the next week or so, yeah. because like I don't know what people do with E3 anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. I have no idea what to expect from Bethesda after this like last year where, like, they kind of stumbled on all of the stuff that they promised last year. I might still go pick up Rage 2. I got a special surprise deposit in my account from the taxes I did late, hey! where I got more money back than I thought I told them I needed, hey. which almost never happens. So I might buy Rage 2 just because. <laughs> but, like, it's so weird listening to our, our, like, E3 and our pre-E3 episodes and stuff, how, like, we talked about Rage 2 last year, and we were like, oh, this is weird and exciting, and it's going to be great. And then it came out, and it's like, oh, the marketing really didn't fit the rest of that game by the sound of it. And, like, Fallout 76, hey, that might be great. No, it's a complete shit show. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Like, I, I'm really, especially as we come up to, you know, the PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. comes out at least at least in a year, if not, like, a year and a half comes out by the end of 2021, if not the end of 2020, there will be a PlayStation 5. Does Microsoft surprise, like, because Sony has dipped out of E3 this year, does Microsoft, like, take their chance and announce the next Xbox this year without telling anybody? I don't know. Um, does Does Nintendo actually announce the Nintendo Switch Mini or HD Pro or whatever the hell they're gonna call it? I don't know. Do does do do we do, when you talk about like Bethesda or Devolver or all of these other like or Ubisoft like these publishers that that do their own press conferences outside the consoles, do they talk about what games are coming out in the next year if they're also trying to make games for the next console generation? Yeah. What what do we see from E3 this year? It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be crazy. And like. The way I'm approaching E3 is how I kind of, like, I am just going to be watching everything after the fact, and it's going to be weird. <laughs> yeah, like, I get, I, like... I, I, got, I got very lucky, like, I'm looking at my work schedule, unless something weird comes up on Friday with my other work schedule. It's weird to coordinate two part-time work schedules, everybody. It's <laughs> awkward. But yes. if it works out the way it has so far, I'm going to have the night's we had the benefit on the East Coast of being three hours later than how everything starts on the on in LA, and so like theoretically, I get out of work in time on Sunday to watch all of the press conferences live Sunday night. Same with Monday oh, night. Oh, are they okay. at night for us? I did not yes, know that. Yes, they start. I, I I wrote it down just to make sure. So, huh? 
opens opens notebook. Um, <laughs> the schedule is as follows: <laughs> starting on Saturday, so actually starting tomorrow, Thursday oh, is the Google Stadia, whatever the frick they're doing. Yeah, and that's at like noon tomorrow they're just about a video as far as i know i don't know if it's a live stream or if they're putting out a video like a nintendo direct or whatever but at noon tomorrow something about google stadia exists um and then starting saturday morning Mm -hmm. actually saturday afternoon for us ea doing their weirdness ea is also officially technically not part of e3 Okay. But they just conveniently, the Saturday before E3 begins, are doing all of their stuff in Hollywood, <laughs> down the street from E3. But what they're doing is, instead of a press conference, they're basically doing a bunch of live streams that start at, like, and uh, for them, like, 8 a.m., <clears throat> 8, 8 or 9 a.m., and go into, like, 7 at night. Jeez. They're just doing stuff for two days. So for us, Saturday is the only thing that's important, and the only two things that we care about are at 12.30, they start their Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order oh. stream. So I'm sure that will start with a trailer, and then they're going to do a bunch of live stream stuff, whether that's interviews or gameplay or what, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that is. I know you had talked about wanting to be able to create your own character. Yes, I do. They did put out a trailer, <laughs> and that trailer does prominently feature a character. Yes. But I don't know if that character is named, and I don't know if that's like a Commander Shepard mm-hmm. Mass Effect deal, where it's like you have a character, but you get to customize them. In but some the way. but the thing with that, I mean, it's it's different. But I will cite Bio uh, Mutant, where the trailer, the original trailer we got for Bio Mutant, just shows a character. Right. And when I got to play it at PAX, I was able to customize a character for my own, and right. that was all I needed. I'm like, right, perfect. so we'll see. So we'll see if that happens. I don't know if they're yeah. giving you a specific character and a specific story. Yeah. I, it's develop. It's being developed by I think Respawn, the people that made Titanfall, and they're very big on a specific on um, on doing like specific linear stories. So they might give you a character to play. Yeah, hard to tell, but we'll. That's hopefully what we get more of out of that. God, I feel like such a nerd standing here with this notebook in my hand, and at one o'clock. <clears throat> so that's it. 12:30 at 12:15 the countdown begins and I don't know if that <laughs> countdown quote unquote includes anything important like I don't know if they'll play trailers during that or what hmm. I'll be around so I'll check it out um, but at one o'clock they do some Apex stuff which <gasps> it'll just be interesting to know if they're announcing like I know they're announcing like season two information or whatever it is uh-huh. like their season pass stuff and all that so we'll see we'll see I if anything interesting Apex in so long but it will like regenerate re- Juvenize that re- yeah. Juvenize. So there. So as we're, what's really interesting in all of this, there is nothing about Anthem this weekend. Really? They, they, there was. I swear to God, the first time I looked at that schedule, they had something for Anthem scheduled, and then when I went back to look at it today to write stuff down, it was gone. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. The nice yeah. thing about this is that if something weird happens, people will talk about it. It's a weekend where people will talk about every little like detail oh yeah so if they announce something surprisingly we'll find out about it uh-huh. um and then after that it's like there's like a battlefield 5 thing i don't care about that there's like <laughs> they're bad in fifa stuff nope. i don't care about that and then for some reason they have like sims 4 time blocked oh, off my god god knows what they're gonna do with that at the end of the night and Jeez. then sunday i think they just do more live stream stuff but none of it's like scheduled so it's probably just like bullshit Crazy. um my god 
So, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's Saturday. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Sunday, you got Microsoft starting at four. Like that's as late as it goes in the day because they start everything at, at like one o'clock for them on uh -huh. the East Coast. So like four o'clock for us is the Microsoft press conference. And 8.30 is the Bethesda one. And then at 10 o'clock is the Devolver one. Okay. So like there's plenty of time to like find shit to do. Yeah. I have no idea how long Microsoft is going to be. They did their whole announcement last year. Can you tell how excited I am to talk about this stuff, by the way? <laughs> I'm talking through my terrible voice. Um, they did this like big announcement last year that they had bought all of these small studios for developers. Uh, yeah. And this year they're like, we're promising at least 14 first party games that we're going to announce this year. Um, but I'm also like, I don't know. I think, I think if Microsoft doesn't at least tease what their next console is, they have missed their fucking chance. Yeah. Because, like, PlayStation oh, yeah. has already beaten them. PlayStation beat them in the PS4 era, not just mm -hmm. with exclusives, but, like, came out first. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how Microsoft doesn't... They kind of need doesn't... to. They need right. to. Like, there's I no other way... I don't know how Microsoft way... doesn't learn that lesson. Yeah. And it's like, no. by the way, here's the next my, here's the next Xbox. There's no like, way that press conference doesn't, ha it doesn't have a console reveal. Yeah. There, there can't be. Um, <laughs> God, I, I'm done trying to guess what the hell Bethesda is going to do ever. Yeah. Anymore, because between the between the random stuff that they buy up, and the fact that they've already said like the next Elder Scrolls and their next big sci-fi project and all of that are like next next gen stuff. Like aside from, I'm sure there'll be some Fallout 76. We 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 promise it's good now. Please come buy it. Thing. <laughs> we fixed it. Yeah. Like oh, we fixed it, and we're giving out some sort of free special DLC that adds like a whole new area. If like that's that's probably what they do with Fallout seventy six. Yep. I don't know what comes out of that thing otherwise. Um, I'm sure some more Quake news for Quake because they own that and oh, they yeah. have some sort of game for oh, Quake. My but God. they pretend like every year they talk about Quake like it's a major thing, and every year I go, oh shit, I forgot they own Quake. So I, I don't about that. Everyone does. So I don't know what that and then Devolver will do their adult swim bullshit at the end of the night, which God knows. They they, they talked Jesus. about like two games last year and then got really held up on their on their bullshit. Mm -hmm. And then they spent the rest of the year putting out amazing games that they never previewed at E three. Yeah. I really wish they would just preview their games because God O Roboto is so good. <laughs> God O Roboto is such a good game. And they just oh I need God, I need to play Devolver. it. <laughs> Um, Monday is just Ubisoft and Square Enix. Okay. They're the only Easy. two. Ubisoft is the big is the big press conference, which means it's three hours of just dance people in costumes doing <laughs> shit, and then like twenty minutes of here's what Assassin's Creed does next. Yeah. Um, and then Square Enix is here's a twenty minute video, ten minutes of the Quiet Man, and four minutes of maybe Kingdom Hearts will come back someday. Well, there's so, Kingdom Hearts DLC like confirmed. So yeah. So we so hopefully that. yeah hopefully we'll get some idea of what the kingdom hearts dlc is yeah they're gonna definitely talk about whatever weird shit they're doing with the um final fantasy 7 remake okay have you heard about any of that no. by the way so they premiered a trailer for the first time a couple of weeks ago okay to be like here's what the game looks like and it looks beautiful of course because they've been working on too it? much time and money putting yeah. that game together and then they were like oh by the way it will be uh episodic release so despite the fact that it was like a 25 hour game before, we're going to make you buy it eight times and yes. it's voice acted now. It's not just words, but the voice acting was terrible. 
Oh, the voice oh, acting was bad. God. So we'll yeah, get more of Final Fantasy VII, I'm sure. Um, God, can you? I cannot believe that a year ago we were trying to figure out what's the Quiet Man. How exciting yeah, is the Quiet Man going to yeah. be? And then the Quiet Man came out, and we were like, let's pretend this never existed. <laughs> Did you oh know they re-released God. that game with audio? No. So that game came out, and the I whole idea. I forgot about that game. Yeah, that I game comes about out. That until the whole you idea mentioned is your, it. Your your character is deaf, so like you don't really hear anything. Yep. Although it's established in game that you can read lips, but that never happens in game. It's not like there's ever subtitles for anything because you're reading people's lips. That just never happens. You just can't hear anything. You see people talking, and you get nothing. Yeah. Weird. And then they were like. Well, now the new game plus is you play the game again, but now the audio is there. Oh, Jesus. It didn't make the story any better. Your story was bad. Oh. <laughs> People still can't tell if this woman is your girlfriend or your mom. Oh, my That's God. That's bad storytelling. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I 100% forgot about that game. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we'll get something else weird. Who knows? Maybe they'll announce a new Tomb Raider, surprisingly. Oh, God. Um, and then Tuesday is just Nintendo. Woo-hoo! Tuesday is just the direct at noon. Yeah, which we'll apparently is going to be 45 minutes, I think. Right. Is what I It'll be a bunch of Mario Maker 2 stuff at the, to- at the start because that comes yep. out two weeks later. Uh, we might get, again, some more like Sword and Shield. Like, I hope so. Some sort of. Yeah. I hope um, so. And then who knows? Like Luigi's Mansion 3 mm-hmm. will probably get some time. Maybe we'll get an idea of when the hell Bayonetta 3 is actually going to come out. Yeah. Um, Metroid Prime 4 apparently went through like a whole restructure so they announced that game and then like three months later they were like oh by the way no one who was working on that game is working on that game anymore and a new team is working on it and they started from scratch so maybe we'll know something about Metroid Prime 4 that's crazy wasn't there something about um um Um, Animal Crossing that got yes, released that's too. Yes, that's the one I was trying to remember. Animal Crossing should be out by the end of this year. Yeah. Animal Crossing and Pokemon Sword and Shield will be the two big Nintendo holiday games this yes. year. So yeah. that will probably be like the last 20 minutes of that direct yeah. is like Animal Crossing news. Um, yeah, and that's it. I mean, Crazy. there's some other stuff going on on Monday, like Limited Run Games, which is a small company that does like physical releases of, of like digital indie games. They oh. do like... They, limited run games they they like take a game that's doing like really well in sales and they work out a deal with the publishers and like let's put out physical co- like a limited number of physical yeah. copies so they did it for like <clears throat> they've done it for games like gato roboto i mean like yep. devolver digital stuff before and um they did it for <laughs> night trap which was a game that came out in the 90s about how like an FBI agent is watching the security cameras on this sorority house as these monsters are attacking these sorority girls having a sleepover. What? It's so good. Dale, this is one of the games, literally, this is one of the games that is the reason we have a rating system. Oh my God. Because it was the, like FMV, like live action scenes cut up and the gameplay is an FBI agent go scrolling through the, the, um, the, the security footage and activating traps to stop the monsters from killing the sorority girls in the sleepover. So, like, it's kind of like Five Nights at Freddy's? Basically. It is, yeah. like, literally the original version of that, That's though. That's insane. 
That's crazy. Oh, yeah. So like they did like a limited number of those. and Yeah, it's great. Uh, so they're going to have a press conference at some point, and I'll check that out and see what they announce. Like they'll, I'm sure they'll announce like a bunch of games that yeah. they're doing. And then there's like the God knows how long PC gaming show, which <laughs> is always full of like just the most boring minutia about PC games <laughs> that I can never stand just, just I feel bad for afterwards. I feel bad for any reporter that has to sit in that because it's always like six hours long yeah. and it's always like oh. let's get out a developer for 45 minutes to talk about how they get the frame rate right on this one 30 second video. I was like no, no. No. Uh, no. Oh my so, god. So so yeah. So yeah, it's a weird E3. It's a big, it's uh, a big we'll, weird one. The big we'll talk weird about, E3. And then like in all of this Sony has just been dropping Trailers, trailers and games every like every day <laughs> they dropped they did a whole death stranding thing dale i have to tell you about death stranding <laughs> we kind of know what the game is now i know i was gonna we i kind of know I what the norman reedus baby game is now as i was scrolling through like before we were recording i was like oh there's a bunch more on death stranding i should watch these yeah, <laughs> yeah actually oh before God. i tell you what this trailer was because they premiered like a more trailer that actually shows gameplay yeah do you Anything else you would like to talk about this week? I got nothing. Uh, I mean, it's, up. it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty much been Pokemon and movies and like, wait, I'm super excited. To go see, see Rocket Man and Booksmart. Go see Rocket Man, go see Booksmart, play Pokemon, play, yes. play the Ghostbusters <clears throat> video game because it's fantastic. So the Death Stranding trailer <laughs> opens with oh a dying president oh. in a cancer bed. In the Oval Office. Oh! Literally, the bed is set up right where the desk should be in the Oval Office. Huh. Female okay. president. I forget the actress because it's a famous actress, but I forget who it is. I'm sure you, might, you or Devin might recognize her because I think she does like foreign stuff. Um, <laughs> laying in, laying in a, like, just as a cancer patient, dying in the Oval Office, and Norman Reed is standing over her. And she says, I think his name is Sam. I've already forgotten. <laughs> Sam, we need you to. We need you to bring the country back together. And Norman Reedus so deeply says, what country? There is no fucking United States anymore. Boom! So, what? <laughs> world opens up. Something has happened in this dystopia where the idea of concept of like borders and countries doesn't matter anymore because there's just not enough people to, to care about that shit. And you as Norman Reedus, you're playing as a as a courier whose job is to just take shit across this like blasted wasteland oh and God. the government wants you to like, you know, the, the whatever remains of the United States government wants you to like deliver something that's going to start bringing the country back together. What? <laughs> it's, yeah, that exactly. Is not what I expected. I know. Well, it's great because like if you ever really dig into Metal Gear Solid stuff, that stuff is all steeped in like U.S. Cold War politics. That's yeah. what Metal Gear Solid Five is. Over like thirty years, it's just all sorts of like, Jesus. like our involvement in the Middle East in Cold War bullshit and all of this stuff. So it almost doesn't surprise me that that's what this oh, game is no. about. But no. I just love that this game opens up with like Norman Reedus being like, "Fuck your country, fuck all." <laughs> Gosh, and that's like, insane. they kind of show it's like. Get this big wide world that you're going across. He's got a ladder that you can just pull out at any time and climb, climb oh, mountains with it. 
it just kind of pops up, just like pulls it out, and it just kind of extends and drops, and then he can climb the ladder. And he's got a rope. He got a rope. He can tie to things and just just dive into crevices, and that's great. And then like what? they kind of explain this idea that like okay, so there's territory he's going across. It if he's caught in the rain, it's dangerous because that's when the kind of ghost bad guys come out. Oh no! But, can't see. but Norman Reedus says that he can't see the ghost bad guys he can only sense them and i don't know how common that is or if there's something wrong with him that that's the thing which is why they give him the baby to strap onto him because the so baby the baby can him. sense him so oh like, my there's god something about the baby being connected to the other side like literal quote it's connected to the other side oh. so he attaches it to himself and this thing comes out of his backpack that's like a that's just like this little like flappy thing that comes out of his backpack and just kind of like a camera shutter just kind of just kind of ticks along just kind of like this pops out of his back and then you kind of see the shadows of these things and so he's running around from those and then on top of all of this there's this like bioterrorist group that's like that's like trying to stop Norman Reedus in the country from being brought to together. So there's this whole angle from that of people who are like, we're done with countries. We're our own people country. now. And all what? Yeah, it's all over the place. And in all of this, Mads Mikkelsen is just there. <laughs> like it opens up. The, it opens <laughs> up Mads like looking down on you and he just starts singing a lullaby. Oh my god, no. And oh then like god. and then they talk about like after he's like, Oh yeah. Uh, we're going to give you a, oh, what do they call it? There's something about the baby. There's like a special term for the baby. Oh, a bridge baby. It's oh, called a bridge god. baby. Oh my god. So, like, so he's like, I can't see the bad, I can't see the BTs. That's the bad guys. I can't see the BTs. I can only sense them. Well, that's why we gave you this. A bridge baby. Oh, I guess weird, but I guess I'll do it. And so he attaches himself to the bridge baby. And then all of a sudden he's seeing all of these ghosts and stuff. And Mads Mikkelsen is just there as like, he's got these like skeleton ghost people following him and they're like chasing him down. And then all of a sudden the trailer ends and it's just Mads Mikkelsen again. And like, like full on Hannibal Lecter, like psychologist outfit thing, talking to the baby about how this. he's going to see the whole world. I need to watch this. Oh, you do. Cause it's just so, no, because weird. that's fucking insane. It just none of, I knew you would like, I was like, how can I explain this? I can't, I can't. So I'm just going to say it. And then Dale's going to be like, I have to watch. <laughs> These are the things we are missing with Sony not being at E3. Could you imagine if this thing had premiered to an entire, like 500 world? person auditorium? Oh my God. Yeah. People would have like just been <laughs> sitting there. Like, what did like, I, oh what did God. what did you slip in my drink there, Sony? <laughs> like Oh man. And then like oh, Nicholas Wining Refin is in this game. Jesus. And like Gamal Del Toro is in this game. Really? Norman Reedus and Mads Mickelson and all you know what's great about this? Nicholas Wining Refin, creator of uh, Only God Forgives and Neon Demon and <laughs> Driver. Yep. Um is in this game. And then also, he just made a movie that's about to premiere on Amazon Prime. And guess what? Hideo Kojima is in that movie. Oh, my God. Because they were just like, what if we swap these? <laughs> real quick. Real quick. Just real quick. What oh if we just... Oh, my God. 
That's incredible. Because that's what's great. Because what's great is at the end of this, when they start introducing the characters, it's just like a title card, and then they show a character. So it's like Sam, Norman Reedus. And then there's um, uh, the, the, whatever Mads Mikkelsen's name is. I already forgot. And then there's a guy called Die Hard Man. <laughs> And like Troy Baker is in this game. Troy Baker is this like huge voice actor in video games. And it's yeah, like Lucas, yeah. Troy Baker, oh Die Hard Man. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Back up there. Oh my God. Yeah, I need to go watch this. As soon yes, as we finish do. this, I'm going to watch oh, it. Oh man. So it's going to be a reaction. weird. It's going to be a weird couple weeks, everybody, while we try to get this sorted Jeez. out. Um, you, I mean, you're going to get extra long episodes. At least next week, if not the week after, depending yeah. on how long it takes us to talk about all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, but, Strap in, but now folks. That I've, now We're that I've Gail's mind with the, whatever the hell Death Stranding is. Oh my God. Um, Jesus. Would you like to end this episode for us, Dale? Sure. Sure. Because I don't know what the hell is going on anymore. <laughs> uh, this has been Sarah Report Jr. It is, uh, yeah, get like Zach said, get ready for some long episodes because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, and this is your first one. So congratulations, you've made it this far. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this has been Sarah Report Jr. Uh, podcast, you've already said this, but I was laughing over it. So, it's a podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every single week. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, uh, at Say Report Junior. And you can find each of us individually on Twitter. I am at Dale's Brain. And I am at Zero Whiskey. Yeah. And I need ice cream. I just, I all, just need we it. We all need ice cream. I need it. Gosh, take it away, Liz. Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.